0: Welcome to the Pushing Buttons Podcast, the video game podcast where we talk about ideas, concepts, opinions, and experiences within video games. I'm Kevin. I'm Robert. And I'm Kyle. And we've talked a lot about good stuff, things that we like, things that we enjoy in video games. I think it's time we flip that on its head and talk about our most disappointing moments in video games. Mm. I'm kind of excited to talk about this because as video gamers, we have a very negative outlook (laughs) <laughs> on a lot of things and if anything when any one thing goes wrong in a video game all of a sudden it's you know metacritic bombing and hmm. steam review bombing and that, that kind of stuff happens a lot but i want to talk about and we want to talk about our most disappointing experiences in video games in general yeah. indeed yeah. it's a juicy topic yeah um let's just get right into it um Kyle, I know you have a lot of ideas and a whole lot of disappointing <laughs> experiences. Are there any that just pop out at you right at the beginning?
1: I feel like you're going to say this one first, but the Mass Effect three ending, okay, It was probably the biggest one that jumps out.
0: I don't think there's right a lot from the get go. Yeah, and I don't think there's a lot of elaborating that has to be done on that. No. but that's the the first one. A lot of people say that. A lot of people go with No mm-hmm. Man's Sky. Mm-hmm. Um, how yeah. probably would
1: have been if I actually played it.
0: But so, I didn't buy into the hype leading up to we, it. And we talked about that in our hype episode a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah, But I, it was still a fun game for what it was, but even after knowing full well what that video game was, it was still hard to have fun with it. I
2: agree. See, I enjoyed that game a lot, actually. And it <clears throat> scratched every itch I wanted from it, I guess. And it came out... Uh, right before my, actually I think the week that my daughter was born
0: a couple years ago.
2: And so it was a game that I had been looking forward to, and then obviously I was looking forward to this little human coming into my life, but it was a game that you know, when you're a new parent, you're up late at night, or at weird hours, and so it was a game that when that happened and I couldn't get back to sleep, it was just a nice peaceful experience that I could play just when I can't get to sleep, and it kind of got me through those times I guess
0: that's a good perspective I would have never yeah, thought of and
2: it's it's there's not a lot to that game there's more now but I enjoyed it for what it was and it was just a nice peaceful calming calming experience and I enjoyed it a lot actually
0: so I actually do have a little bit to talk about with Mass Effect 3 um, I wasn't as disappointed by the Mass Effect 3 ending because I already didn't like the game. So for me, the game and the ending were one and the same. It was a big disappointment. Mass Effect 2 was a much bigger disappointment for me Mm. because I loved Mass Effect. And Mass Effect 2 didn't play the same, didn't feel the same. The story was crap. The ending was crap of that game. Um, That was a bigger disappointment to me because I was expecting so much more out of it than what I got. Mm. That was a disappointment to me.
1: I would say when 2 first came out, I would imagine... You feel the same way. I mean, at the time, it was great, that first playthrough, because we were all kind of like... No, I didn't like it. ...anticipating (laughs) it with a huge amount of excitement. Yeah. At least for me, anyhow. I mean, I enjoyed 2, aside from the last... The final boss. ...quarter of the game. (laughs) I mean, that suicide mission didn't really seem as intense as it could have been. Yeah. Mostly because of my playthrough, I did everything in it. Right. prior
0: to getting in there, and nobody died. And that's the thing. When you have a mission that hinges on you doing other missions, it's it's just so clear-cut, and it has no nuance to it. And it's like, oh, you do this, this happens. You do this, this happens. It took out any kind of... It, it made it seem like there was a lot less choice in it, and Mass Effect was all about choice at the time. Mm-hmm. It, it made it seem like that they were hyping this thing that That didn't matter. Because if you played a certain way, you weren't going to see the bad ending anyway. Yeah, I mean, uh,
1: that kind of leads into another Bioware game, Dragon Age 2.
0: That was a huge disappointment of a game.
1: I still recall playing the demo for it when it first came out prior to its release. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, man, this is ass. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, this is like a bastard child of what the original game promised for the series as a whole.
0: Dragon Age Origins was an RPG at its core with story at the forefront and customization. It was all about how you wanted to play it, and yes it was a linear story, but you could choose how you played it, and it wasn't like as simple as red or blue. It was uh, what class you wanted to play, how you wanted to evolve that class. It goes on. Dragon Age 2 was you level up that class how the game wants you to level up that class, for the most part, and the combat was just button mashing. Yep. That was all it was.
1: I played the demo, and I'm like, this
0: is all it is? They took out all the RPG elements of the game.
1: They did, and Mm -hmm. uh, I was stunned at how terrible that gameplay felt. Mm -hmm. I just keep mashing the button. I'm like, what am I doing? I'm just, you know, this is fresh from another disappointment of mine, Uh, Final Fantasy Thirteen. That that was a- they came out around the same time as Dragon Age 2 and uh, that kind of gameplay is just not at all interactive you, you, you're pushing all these buttons nonstop, but you don't feel nice. like you're
0: <laughs> I just now caught that
1: <laughs> but it doesn't feel like you're engaging in the world itself you're just playing a game
0: you're not immersed in the game uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I never played Final Fantasy 13, but for me it did seem like watching a cinematic. That's like It's pretty much the first three quarters of the game. The only strategy I saw in the combat of that game is when to switch to what paradigm. That was the entirety of it.
1: It was pretty much like it played itself, and there was not a lot of exploration you could do in the world, because they had this huge, fully fleshed-out universe, but you were restricted to such a narrow... Mm-hmm guide, like a track, like you're on a theme park ride, like you, there wasn't a lot of variation in regards to how the game can be played and I think that definitely hurts like replay value. Yeah. And the fact that it got two spin-off sequels is like, how the hell did that happen? And
0: each of those were completely different from yeah. Final Fantasy Thirteen.
1: I haven't played them, but I've heard uh, they're not any better than the original game it spawned right. from.
0: <laughs> so, Robert, you seem like a really easy guy to please. Yeah. As far as video games go, do you have any like real disappointments? Games that turned out completely different or completely worse than you <clears throat> than you thought they were going to? I do.
2: I did want to go back really quick to Dragon Age, though, um, since I never played those games. Was there any statement or any reason given from Bioware for why the second game was so different?
0: They were trying to open it up to a wider audience.
1: Gotcha. Basically, EA's mantra is to make as much money as possible. Mm -hmm. And to do that, they exploit these fan bases by taking their creation that all these people have loved and they just make a terrible bastardization of what that series stands for. So it's just the usual EA. There was no...
0: Yeah, they they took a franchise that a lot of people liked and tried to make it into a franchise that a lot more people could Mm -hmm. like a little bit less.
1: Pretty much every franchise that EA created back in the 2007, the 2010 window, those games were all incredible at the time. They had Dead Space, Mirror's Edge, Dragon Age, I'm probably forgetting a couple other ones, but you look at them after 2010 or 2011, and you pretty much have Dragon Age 2, Mass Effect 2. Dead Space 2 was personally a favorite of mine, but Dead Space 3 was a complete misfire. (laughs) About Mirror's
0: Edge, the sequel. I haven't played it. Oh, okay. Because I heard how terrible it was. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't get into the the original Mirror's Edge, so I haven't Mm -hmm. played the the, the prequel game myself either.
1: More recently with Star Wars Battlefront and what happened there. Mm
0: -hmm. I forgot about that.
1: Yeah. (laughs) But anyway. Yeah. Um, Okay. Well, thanks for enlightening
2: me. Mm -hmm. I just, I remember playing a demo, probably a couple demos, for different Dragon Age games. I know I've tried two different ones, and I didn't care for either of them. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you which games they were, but... um, Aliens Colonial Marines (laughs) 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 is uh, my first one up, and I remember being so excited for that game Mm -hmm. because it was from... Uh, Gearbox, who did we've talked about this before? They did the Brothers in Arms series, World War II shooters that were just phenomenal. They're like real, like a mature version of back then, as like Call of Duty 2 and all that. And they were the kind of like the HBO version of that. It was like Band of Brothers in a video game. It's like, oh, this is gonna be so good. <coughs> and then they had the collector's edition, I think it was ninety or hundred bucks, with the Alien on the power loader huh. and. Pre-ordered that with my friend, and we went down, got it that morning the day it came out, and took it home, turned it on, and it was terrible. I think I played an hour, two hours into it. It was just nothing like I thought it would be, and the aliens weren't scary. Nope. The the shooting didn't feel good. Nope. Yeah. (laughs) So...
0: No, I think it, I traded
2: that game back in like a week later, but I kept the statue.
0: They advertised it as you playing an aliens movie, but it turned out to you playing a knockoff. Yeah, and that—that's it. Felt like a legitimate knockoff that just somehow happened to grab the license. Yeah, it, it was. It was disappointing.
2: It it really was, and definitely one of those games where they showed you the trailer that was completely
1: different footage, it, and,
0: and the the quote <laughs> gameplay. Yeah. at E three.
1: This is unrelated. I mean, in regards to Aliens, but the Alien Isolation game, that was a faithful adaptation of the source material. game scared the what? shit out of me. <laughs> I highly recommend it. <laughs> oh, I know it would do the same to me, so that's why I won't play it. Yeah, I'm not a horror But it's also <laughs> disappointing because Alien Isolation, it was way too Woo-hoo! long of a game. It's a long game. Like, uh, right. it's a 20-hour game. And, uh, I mean, the first half of the game is, like, balls to the wall awesome because this alien is out to get you. Yeah. And you're going to die, and it's scary as <laughs> shit. And then you encounter different enemy types. There's humans, of course, which are kind of boring. They but then robots and stuff, robots, too, right? Yeah. Oh, man. That is awesome. <laughs> like, just those segments with the androids, it gets some really... Intense moments, I'll <laughs> just say that much. But then, of course, the game just drags on forever. Because there's a point where you defeat the alien, but, of course, you have another six to eight hours after that hmm. where you fight enemies, mostly humans and androids. Oh, that's and, interesting. And it's kind of like Bioshock where they each have their own like path of progression through the level design where you're having to complete objectives in the human area and objectives in the Android area and then of course at the very end it's you know alien again so Um, everything about it like presentation wise was phenomenal sound design level design graphic quality for 2014 is really good and uh, I just wish it was shorter just a more focused narrative I feel like it would have definitely um, helped a lot with Mm. the overall experience
2: seems like that kind of game would have benefited from a 20 hours sounds like a long time to be it's playing so that kind long. of game
1: it's so especially in those tense moments with the alien like, it's a really stressful game.
0: <laughs> it bugs me when people say uh, that games need to be long. And when you look at Steam, the comment section stuff on a game or reviews or whatever, and people ask, or in message boards, how long is this game? And they say six hours long. It's like, oh, I'm going to wait till it's on sale for ten bucks then. Because that's not worth my time. Then you get a game like Alien Isolation that should be five, six hours long.
1: Ten max. Yeah. Because yeah. it was a fully fleshed out game. Like,
0: right, right. Like
1: a ship that you explored, the Nostromo.
0: Well, I'm talking about like games like even Doom shouldn't be longer than or, they are. Like, it was a yeah. good length. Uh, games like Halo, they're they're a good length for a mm-hmm. single-player campaign. Uh, they shouldn't be 20, 25 hours, 30 hours long. They're not like Pillars of Eternity. or. <laughs> <laughs> and I meant to say that
1: Sevastopol is the name of the ship, not Nostromo. That's the name of the sh- ship in the original mm-hmm. movie. Gotcha. <laughs> that, that My bad. My bad. Anyhow, I totally agree. I think... Game link has a lot to do with the game being disappointing or. Yeah,
0: I have a problem with a game being too long, more than I have a problem with it being too short. It just in my opinion, that might be my mm. attention span.
2: Well, it makes sense because the longer it is, the more opportunity there is for there to be parts that just don't
0: mm-hmm. mesh well with Assassin's the, the Assassin's Creed. For me, was each game, each Assassin's Creed game outside mm-hmm. of the first one, has been like three times longer than it should be, Even and that's like even especially Black Flag, that took me almost seventy hours. But that's because I did everything.
1: Yeah. See, I don't really agree with that because in the open world game, you know, you can choose how you want to play it. The yeah, game's not forcing you. Some to people have
0: OCD and have to do everything on their way. Yeah. And <laughs> I figured you, you you understand this. That before Origins, that is how I played Assassin's Creed. I had yeah. to go and do. It. If I saw saw a shiny, I had to go pick it yeah, up. I mean, if I saw anything on my map, I had to go get it. And it's it's not that I wanted to or that I liked it. It's just that I, I felt the compulsion to do it, mm-hmm. and it made for such a long game. And, yeah, I know it's a choice, but deep down it doesn't feel like it's a choice.
1: <laughs> like with the linear games, I see that as being more of a drawback, the game's length. Yeah. Or a positive, depending on how you play it,
0: of right, course. Right, right. Um, you were, Robert, talking about pre-ordering mm-hmm. that disappointment of a game. Yeah. Um, I also pre-ordered uh, Aliens Colonial Marines and played it day one. I'm sorry. But there's another one that, at the time, I was working at 4 a.m., not with Aliens Colonial Marines, but with this other game that I'm now talking about. Had to get to work at 4 a.m., which meant I had to start getting ready for work at 3 a.m. because I didn't have a car, so I also had to walk after shower and getting ready. Uh, this is back when games would actually launch at midnight, mm-hmm. and I had to go walk uh, and get my physical copy of it that I pre-ordered of Diablo 3 the day it came out.
1: Oh, yep. I know exactly where you're going. I went to
0: (laughs) insert local video game establishment here (laughs) at like 11 o'clock at night, Mm -hmm. waited in line, got it shortly after midnight, got home a little before one, installed it, downloaded all the patches, all the updates Mm -hmm. and the servers were down. Yep. The servers were down, the servers were down. And finally, after I got ready for work, so this was at like 3.20, 3.25 in the morning Pacific. The servers were up, and I was finally able to play. <laughs> I got to play it for 15 minutes before having to go work <laughs> an eight-hour day and then come home and sleep. You didn't call in. I didn't call in, no. Oh, good for I, you. Yeah, and then it turns out that game on launch was a big disappointment anyway. They're I was hearing di-
2: something about that.
0: I was disappointed from Diablo 3 versus Diablo 2 because of how much I loved the uh, the level of customization in your skills in Diablo 2 that's what it was about for me for Diablo 3 you can have like four skills equipped at any time and you can switch between them anytime you want mm-hmm. you don't just level up specific ones you equip whatever skill you want you equip equip whatever rune for that skill that you want in Diablo 2 you'd spend skill points on the spells that you want to use for the rest of the game and it's all about building the correct build for you for your playstyle yeah, it does open up for more, uh, for a broader game audience, having the ability to switch at will whenever you want. Mm-hmm. But it really took away from my, my Diablo experience mm-hmm. playing a game like that. And it wasn't until way later when it came out on PS4, when I started playing it on PS4, that I saw the game for what it was and started playing it. But at launch, for me, it was a massive disappointment, mm-hmm. and I regretted it.
2: It came out in like 2011, didn't it? Probably. There? I
1: think that's about right. Yeah.
2: I remember hearing about all that stuff around the same time that I was playing Skyrim. That was that's probably the opposite of a disappointment. <laughs> Going down and getting that game at midnight. <laughs>
0: it was right after I moved here, that was great. Yep. Nice. <laughs> Can't say I ever got an Elder Scrolls game at launch. Yeah. Never really cared to. Mm-hmm. I do regret not pre-ordering Fallout Three. Because I had no idea what Fallout was before it. I had heard nothing about it. Saw Mm -hmm. no trailers, no gameplay, nothing. And a couple of my friends were getting the collector's edition of that game. And after I saw the collector's edition of that game and played the game, I'm like, freaking crap. (laughs) (laughs) I want that bobblehead. Mm -hmm. I didn't make that same... A mistake twice, I pre-ordered the collector's edition of Fallout New Vegas, and I love that collector's That's edition. It's a great collector's edition. Came with that that comic, came with the poker chips, came with the deck of <laughs> cards. It yep. was great. It was fantastic. Really
1: good theme for the collector's edition. Right,
0: right. And it, it was a great game as well, in my opinion.
1: Speaking of disappointments, the uh, Fallout 4 collector's edition for the Pip-Boy, <laughs> that was a
0: disappointment. Was it? Yep. Did you get that? I did.
1: Really, I did, and uh, that thing is crap.
0: Was it an actual working, quote working thing, or was it just like a a thing that you put, your, that phone. You put, you your, put phone your phone in? in it. Okay, but That's this is why I was download dis- the app.
1: Yeah. this is why I was disappointing though. So I I you know unwrapped the whole collector's edition. I put it on my arm. I take my iPhone six plus <laughs> doesn't fit because uh-huh. it only fits the standard size now, and I'm like. Woo-hoo! <laughs> <laughs> and then it just ends up sitting in that vault case thing, you know, just collecting dust. Gotcha. Even did, as we speak. Did you
2: plan on wearing it often?
1: I did. If it didn't fit? I wanted to actually wear it while playing the game.
0: I was gonna say, like, go to the grocery store, write your list on it, and it's like, what do I need now?
1: <laughs> no, because they, they advertise that at E3, like yeah. how you could play using the phone. And I was like, oh, that'd be so cool. Yeah.
0: Or you could, it, I think you could use it as your pit boy in the game.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the, yeah. And of course, one thing led to another, and even Fallout 4 for me was disappointing.
0: That was a disappointment, but I yeah. expected it to be a disappointment, so that's why I didn't... I wasn't so disappointed by I it. I wasn't
1: really keen on the setting for it. I wasn't keen on the dialogue system for it. I liked the look of the game. I mean, it was more vibrant than normal. Yeah, But it kind of added to it
0: the experience building the bases and strongholds that
1: that did nothing for me
0: yeah i don't see the point of it in that game i really don't think i built a house right yeah and that type of game it works but in in that specific game how it was implemented didn't seem like it fit
1: it just wasn't fun to build things like i did not have fun building like when there were missions where you had to build something i didn't enjoy it at all Mm.
0: I didn't get that far in the game. I never had any missions and that I had to build any. I
1: mean I don't know if you guys have beaten the game, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Well the ending was a disappointment
0: too. I don't care if you spoil me.
1: So basically it. the institute, like uh you get there at the end. And I don't uh, know what that is. It's you know the synths.
2: <laughs> you go like a super high tech
1: laboratory. You haven't even place. encountered the synths? Uh uh. Oh <laughs> well synths are like, you know, robots that were created by the Institute of Technology. Okay. And they're like an evil faction to replace the uh, the Enclave Okay. for Fallout 4. Gotcha. And you get to their main headquarters at the end of the game. And, you know, they're so technologically advanced. Like, you know, they control everything from within their domain. And it turns out your son is the leader of the Institute.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And just the way that was... Who'd have seen that
0: coming, right? Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. It was just a really dumb twist and the conversations you have with them are just really shallow like it wasn't like the end of Fallout New Vegas with uh, I think at the I'm trying to remember his name uh, the leader of the Legion uh, Caesar's Legion but anyhow <laughs> <laughs> the dialogue system did not help that finality of the game like I felt like New Vegas had a much better story yeah. and quest design because of the dialogue system being the way it was. Right. But in Fallout 4, having a voiced character doesn't feel the same.
0: New Vegas was also done by Obsidian, right? It was. Yeah. It did feel like a more polished product than. Okay, not in all aspects. There were some some really rough spots. When it came to New quest Vegas. design and
1: dialogue like design, that it was a
0: fun experience. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another Obsidian disappointment. Okay, that one wasn't a, wasn't a disappointment. KotOR two was a disappointing game. Yes, it was. The story was was bad, but I didn't care that much. Uh, it was more how easy the game was, especially if you spec a certain way. If you went Force Powers, that game was a freaking cakewalk. Mm-hmm. I, I seriously by the end of the game was just force lightning force lightning or force storm I think is the upgraded yeah. version of lightning that just right. spamming that until everything was dead so wait there until my force recharges and then go to the next area and just keep spamming it and it, it was seriously the, it was it was a joke
1: for me it was the party your party members yeah. that you get in that game They just I was, were just I memorable. was
0: like looking at thinking you were talking about people like dancing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's my idea of a party is people just standing around doing the shepherd dance yeah,
1: yeah. I mean the villain too. I mean, Kraya mm-hmm. was not nearly as good of a villain as Malak.
0: I don't remember the 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 party members. No, it, it's
1: I can't remember their names. Zanzibar. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I can't remember any so, of them. In Kotorti. I think there. Was, I can't even remember those games
1: hardly. I wish there I was did. a droid. There was this bounty hunter. You could get
0: HK forty seven again, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: But you know, been there, done that.
0: Right. Meat Bag is only funny if, a few times, and then, yeah. It gets old after a while. Yeah. Well,
2: the next big one I can think of is Mass Effect Andromeda.
0: <laughs> I forgot about <laughs> that How? Okay, yeah, I know, I know how.
2: <laughs> and, yeah, I still played it all the way through, and there was a lot of things I enjoyed about it.
0: More but power to you? Yeah.
2: But you were having fun with it for a while.
0: I did, but that was on... The furthest I even got was the second area. Yeah.
2: It, when it started getting closer to coming out, just hearing all the negative stuff that was going on with it, and started really getting, losing hope for it. But I still got it. I still had faith. I was like, no, maybe maybe it's not as bad as they say. And <laughs> Yeah, it, it was a huge disappointing, disappointment coming off the other ones. And unlike you guys, I loved 2 and 3. Well, Three, I don't remember as much, but two, Who'd I remember? still loved, and I still, even coming out of one, I think I
1: loved it even more.
0: Coming out of one what? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sorry. I wouldn't say I hate
1: the games. I just well, tolerate them. Well, disappointed, though. Well, I mean, not for the oh. most part. I mean, the only thing I was really disappointed by were the endings for both games. Mm-hmm. I liked the, you know, the journey up mm-hmm. to the endings for the games, but the endings were just terrible oh. for both. Well, mostly Kevin, then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But, I enjoyed the combat in that game,
2: mm-hmm. but yeah, so it was sad seeing what happened to Bioware and the direction that they mm-hmm. EA probably forced them to try to go in. Yep. BioWare yeah,
1: Bioware in general is just disappointing now. It's not the same. Nope.
2: Yeah, can be said about a lot of, about a lot of developers, but I'm yeah. sure after an-
1: Anthem bombs, they'll be closed too. <laughs>
0: Oh, man. <laughs> I don't, uh... Okay, let's talk about Anthem for a minute here. Okay. I haven't gotten all your guys' thoughts on Anthem, and <clears throat> I know there hasn't been much shown on it yet. Not really. Is that even the type of game that anybody, that either any of us, I should say, wants to play?
1: I would only play it if you guys played with me. Otherwise, I would not touch it.
0: See, even then, I think I would have a hard time with it. And i If I'm going to play a multiplayer game, you guys myself. would be the two people that I'd want to play with. Mm, yeah. But just a, knowing that it's another open-world multiplayer Destiny-style game, mm-hmm. how many of those can you play and still have fun with?
1: Not too many.
2: I'm still cautiously optimistic, I guess. I'm obviously not excited about the multiplayer.
0: Bioware hasn't done you dirty enough yet. Not yet.
2: Okay. Well I mean they have, but I'm still you no know, I prefer to look on the the bright side I guess. It's not one of those games where I'm gonna buy like when it comes out. I'll wait to hear some things about it. I'll probably wait till it comes out and it's like fifteen bucks on Black Friday the following holiday. But yeah. it is something that I I do wanna know more about. It looks gorgeous and I like the idea of you know, having a little jetpack and flying around and stuff. but
0: Yeah, the traversal in that game looks, looks fun. Mm-hmm. It's not like Assassin's Creed running around everywhere.
2: And it's not online only. I can still play it by myself.
0: Yeah. How it's not far designed that way, though. No.
2: Neither is Destiny, but yeah. I still enjoyed Destiny 1 by myself, so...
0: I enjoyed Destiny 2 by myself. Yeah. But I also got it with my monthly humble monthly bundle that I'm already subscribed Mm -hmm. to, so I didn't pay money any additional money for it.
2: Yeah, it's not a game I'm going to be paying sixty bucks for.
1: But I mean, is Destiny really that good of a game? Because I was disappointed that Bungie. It's really fun to play. Retread their you know success with Halo by making another shooter.
0: I had fun with it simply because I hadn't played that style of first-person shooter in a while, and they. Got the first-person shooting mechanics down perfectly in that game. It felt really good in that game, from the weapons to the. Uh, I agree. To just even this reversal, like the, the gravity, everything mm-hmm. felt perfect in that game. That's a problem that I've always had with Borderlands. Is it doesn't feel right to me? Something about the the shooting in that game has never felt well, right to me. It doesn't feel clunky. I can't quite describe what it is, but something in Borderlands never felt right to me. And it took Doom 2016 a little bit for it to catch on to, but Destiny just immediately felt great.
2: Mm. I see. Yeah, it's there's not much to it if you're not in it for the competitiveness and right. all that, but it it feels good playing it, mm. and if you do happen to have someone that you're excited to play it with, it's it can yeah, be it's a lot fun. of fun. Yeah. Yeah, I Borderlands could kind of be a disappointing game for me too. I've Borderlands never Borderlands Two for me was I've never beat really? any of them, but every time oh, I've tried to pick up and play one, I've never like I want to get into it so much because I like the art direction mm-hmm. and I like the kind of the Mad Max vibe of it. But I'm always disappointed because it doesn't feel like so nah, f- it doesn't feel good to me. And I me, never play very far
0: to explain why Borderlands Two was a disappointment for me. I played Border one, Border One's Land Border, Borderlands <laughs> One with of a, an actual person that I knew in on split split screen co op, mm-hmm. and that was a blast. Yeah, being in the same room and communicating and like actually being able to interact at, while playing the game, that was a blast. And this was playing split screen on an Xbox 360, which I don't do first person shooters on a three on a split console. Screen. Yeah, especially split screen with a non HD TV. Mm-hmm. It was a standard <laughs> definition 32 inch TV. And I still had a lot of fun with it. Borderlands 2, I did try to play multiplayer after a while with a couple of people online. And this was on PC. This was my wheelhouse, you know, mouse, keyboard, full HD, other people talking on the headset. There's still the full communication. But just that aspect of not having people there is probably the way that I played it. But it didn't change enough for me to warrant buying a game, whereas I could have just gone and played Borderlands 1 again.
1: Yeah, I I kind of agree. I mean, I played Borderlands one by myself, single player, and I don't remember having a really fun time with it. Mm-hmm. But I played Borderlands two with my little brother. Uh, I... Shouts to Josh, and uh, you as well.
0: Yeah, I played with my little at the at the time step brother.
1: Yeah, and uh, I just remember having so much fun playing that with him. Uh, we just had a hell of a time doing all the DLC for it too. It got a bit too much at the end of it. Yeah, I did. That was we, quite we a lot. We did the same thing. Um, but I just remember, I mean, maybe it was the mouse and keyboard setup because I remember trying to play with that and I didn't really get a feel for it. Yeah. I played with the controller and I just was able to relax and just really get into it. Yeah.
0: I don't know. Maybe it's the, the way that they did the first person on Possibly. mouse, like Cause cause the mouse aiming didn't feel right. On something. controller, it's great. Yeah. Like, I,
1: I had a really fun time with it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I do know one of the earlier disappointments in my in my life relating to video games. I should say, <laughs> Let me clarify. Uh, oh, we're talking about other disappointments. Okay, <laughs> I got it. Yeah. no, we're not talking about you. Just <laughs> <laughs> video games. Ouch. One of the earlier, one of the earliest ones that I actually do remember being disappointed by was Legend of Zelda: Majora's Mask. Oh, I know man. I've talked about that a little bit on this podcast. <laughs> And I understand. It right. was mostly like I said the time constraints in that game. They I, I don't I don't do time limits or being timed in games. I don't enjoy that. It puts stress on me and I play games to avoid stress for the most part. But even the setting felt off, the story felt really weird. It none of it felt it's like a, a, a Zelda h- game to it's me.
1: It's a huge
0: departure uh, from departure. The right, That's yeah. a good word for it. Yeah.
1: It's not unlike anything else in the series. Right. And this is actually a good segue into another game of mine. Uh, So I love Zelda, up to a point. Mm -hmm. There's this point in history for the Zelda franchise, and this is debatable between a lot of people who are fans of the whole series. The games are, to a point, really good, like each one. But there's only so much you could take in a repetitive nature. And for me, there's like a debate internally between Twilight Princess and Skyward Sword being the worst Zelda game. Hmm. I remember playing Twilight Princess at the time with the Wiimote, and I remember having fun with it, but it wasn't as memorable as previous games in the franchise, because it took the mature look that people have been wanting so long, and they really doubled down on it. But You had all these segments with the wolf version of Link that were terrible and were not fun to play, and I just remember that really sticking out like a sore thumb. Like the look of the game and the music for the game just wasn't as well done as previous installments. And then I go over to Skyward Sword, and while that looks great, like they kind of had a perfect blend between the mature and the cartoony look of Wind Waker and Twilight Princess. What happened there is that the game, like, treated you as the player like a child. How so? So, basically, every time you would grab an item, it would remind you what the item does. <laughs> <laughs> if you were to work to a place... Like tutorial problems? it was Exactly. Yeah. Like, you know how crazy it is when you're starting a new game, and the game forces you to go through a tutorial. Mm-hmm. This is one of my biggest pet peeves in gaming is when the game treats you like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Because, mm-hmm. you know, as an experienced player, you everyone has their own way of figuring out how mm-hmm.
0: the even, mechanics work. Even non-experienced game players can still go into a game and figure out how it's played without hour-long tutorials. Yeah. So,
1: Zelda Skyward Sword takes hand-holding to the extreme. Every time you collected, like, a 20 red rupee, it would tell you... You've got a red rupee. It's worth 20 rupees. <laughs> every time. Really? Wow. Every time. Oh, like, that is obnoxious. Every time you opened a chest, it would just replay the same text for that item. There's no way to turn those off? Huh? Nope. Nope. Hmm. There's no Jesus. options. It reminds me a lot of Super Mario Odyssey and how that would always give you a tutorial before every hub world. Yeah. And that just drives me freaking nuts as a game player (laughs) and even then Skyward Sword had the worst companion in Phi. she's like uh, an entity that is part of the Master Sword and she's like your fairy from Ocarina of Time or Majora's Mask Mm. and she would always come out and just you know be like hey you're playing the game wrong you gotta play it this way (laughs) Oh, you're tired? You should take a 15 minute break and rest your eyes. And I'm like, I want to keep playing, though. <laughs> My way. Don't tell me what to do. It, it was terrible. Like, <laughs> that game drove me fucking <laughs> nuts.
0: Because
1: <laughs> I wanted to complete it, you know, 100%, like I always do. Yeah. And, God, it was a slog. Hmm. And then, of course, you have the Sky World, where you're using a bird to travel. And then you have the Underworld, like, you know, Hyrule. And all of you travel on a
0: ca- on a caterpillar underworld? No, you just you you teleport to each of the different zones. Okay. I was trying to make a not so funny joke, but it's oh.
1: cool. <laughs> but I mean the areas for the game were just these long tutorials for the waggle controls and I'm just like
0: I'm over it. I know how to play. Let me play. I was going to talk about uh, Twilight Princess after I got done talking about Majora's Mask because I did play a little bit of that too and I I stopped playing it after 25 30 minutes mm-hmm. because of the the wackle controls me too yeah. granted I didn't have a Wii it was yeah. it was my parents' Wii system and I wasn't over there all the time but I did try playing it one time mm-hmm. and it was it was awful I couldn't do it it's like I don't want to keep swinging the nunchuck. Yeah, I want to press a button. <laughs> I want to play a game. Let me play the game. Yeah, how I want it, to play it did not it. translate yeah. very well. I push mean, a button. exactly. I love pushing buttons.
1: Skyward mm-hmm. Sword did the motion controls a lot better, but the problem with the rest of the game just made it mm. terrible. Gotcha. But I understand what you're meaning. Like, waggle controls in general. Yeah, I hate the, motion controls. Motion controls yeah. in general. Any
0: motion controls. I turned off the motion controlling in uh, Breath of the Wild. Because you can kind of, like, use it to fine-tune your bow aiming and stuff. Yeah, it just got in the way it was it annoying. It really did. Yeah. Because if something happens, like, if my dog barks at something, I look over there and I try shooting it like, <laughs> way off to the side. <laughs> Never happened. It's just a hypothetical. But it still annoyed the crap out of it me. It did. Yeah, right? me too. And it's not just if you're doing it in handheld mode. It did it even with a pro controller in TV mode and dock mode. You, you can move the controller and it would still move the... Yeah,
1: specifically there are puzzles later in the shrines where you have to move the controller to move a platform three-dimensionally. And my hands are like, you know, just a tangled mess. Like, I'm trying to hold the control like this. (laughs) Yeah, you were doing the two separate Joy-Cons, weren't you? Oh, I did at first, and then I switched over to the Pro Controller. But you still have to do the motion controls with the Pro Controller.
2: Remember when Sony tried to implement motion control with the three?
1: The, the PlayStation oh, Move. Six-Axis. Six Six-Axis, yeah. Oh, Six-Axis. Yeah. Oh, you're going even further back. I was What's thinking that? of the PlayStation Move. I never played that. Yeah. That yeah, was like
0: I... what they use for controllers for VR now, isn't it? They use the Move controllers? I did think they? so, yeah. Oh. Yeah, the little red and blue top. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly yeah. it. Yeah.
1: I remember Six-Axis, though. Yeah. The only kid. game I remember
2: <laughs> using it for was Heavenly Sword. It like was... when you're...
0: I, I think their earlier first party games tried implementing yeah. it. they I think Sony was like they just kind of oh, dropped off. Yeah, all right, devs, you guys have to <laughs> at least implement this. It's a selling feature for us. We're mm-hmm. trying to be like Nintendo. We've got this oh, motion yeah. control, yeah. the six axis rotation. We
1: gotta copy the Wii. Come on, guys, yeah. pick it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm glad that faded out. Me, Me too. too. Yeah, <laughs> just that whole motion control era was a big disappointment. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: and it's still continuing. Like uh, Mario Odyssey. Or- oh God. You didn't have to do any of the motion controls for most of the game, but there were parts where they like it seems like they went out of the way to make throwing the hat easier by throwing the controller yeah. than to like press the combination of buttons.
1: I and wish they would give you the choice of whether you want to on or off, but they don't even give you that. No.
0: It's it's That's a horrible design. It really sucks. It's it's super annoying. Reggie, I know you're a big fan. You can do something about this. Tell your people To stop doing that. Just stop. stop Motion controls are optional, please.
2: And I might buy a Switch if you do that.
0: I might buy a second one. (laughs) Take that back. For the bedroom. (laughs) I will definitely buy a second. (laughs) Well,
1: uh, I have several more to talk about. I'm sure you do. I want to give you guys some more time to talk about what you
0: guys were disappointed by. I just went. I I need need time to rack my brain.
2: I, I would, too, but... One that I could think of right now is Assassin's Creed Unity. Oh, that's a good one, actually. And 3.
0: 3. Assassin's Creed was, 3. Assassin's Creed 3!
2: God, I love 3 so much. <laughs> I love that game. But Unity just didn't hit the buttons for me. It didn't push my buttons. And uh, I don't know what it was in particular. I can't even remember what I didn't like about it. I just remember booting it up and I just had no interest. I think it was because it was when they were doing it annual. And I just lost interest at that point. And the city itself was great, Paris. But how is something that, about that game was just
0: how's that for a disappointment, though? Knowing that they took two years off for Origins and that they're doing another yeah. Odyssey a year later this year,
2: There was a disappointment.
0: That. That's it, a disappointment. Yeah,
2: I I will say as much as I love Odyssey or Origins, I was disappointed that it. I was hoping when they released the trailers, like, oh, please say next year. I'm still going to buy it and play it, but
1: I wish they spaced it out better. Yeah.
0: Well, if we're back on Ubisoft. (laughs) (laughs) As we are every episode. Well, we've covered EA, Nintendo. (laughs) Splinter Cell Double Agent and Splinter Cell Conviction. Oh, okay. Those two games took that entire franchise's story off the ra- like way off the rails and put this whole is Lambert actually dead, is he not dead, is he a good guy, is he a bad guy thing? And he was your handler the entire time. The original yeah. trilogy of games, he was the, the ultimate good guy in the game. And they tried spinning it on its head and then tried reversing it and making the story... They basically
1: uh, tried to think of Jack Bauer from 24. They
0: really did. Yeah. And... I had always compared Sam Fisher to Jack Bauer Mm -hmm. because I loved 24 at the time that I I could talk about the disappointment of 24 after (laughs) after season four, after season four, that, that show got so disappointing. Mm -hmm. Didn't it? With 24, it just got to a point where it's like. Here's the bad guy. How's Jack Bauer going to find him? He finds him on the fourth episode. It's by the sixth episode. Yeah, usually. Seventh episode, it turns out that that guy had another boss. And it just keeps on going on. It keeps escalating. And on on until the the, the final boss. That's not a video game. (laughs) That was a disappointing video game. 24, the video game.
1: You know, I remember playing
0: that. I played the whole thing.
1: I played... Wow. Some of it. And I, 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 it was kind of fun.
0: It was it was cool being able to play. I think you were able to play the at some point mechanics fun. as Jack, yeah. at some point as Tony, mm-hmm. and Chase, Chase Edmonds. I think you were able to you play as right. him at one point yep. in the question. game as well.
2: Did that game have a time limit with
0: it being 24? No, but it made it <laughs> seem like it <laughs> That's did. That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> when you got to certain points, it would be like the TV show and flash the time on the screen, I believe. Gotcha. Gotcha. But I don't think it broke it up until like, you have one hour to beat this mission and gotcha. there are 24 missions. Okay. I don't think it was quite... <laughs> they knew better.
1: No, we <laughs> gotta please Kevin. We how can't make appeal it to appeal
0: like to me. That. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Any licensed game. Those are typically... Like Disney games. Marvel. Spider-Man 3. Uh, you said that as I was saying The Marvel movie games. and the game. Yeah. Yeah. That,
2: yeah. that could be a combo there. Be a Spider-Man 2, game and movie were both fantastic they were and then three game and movie <laughs> like a couple years later for the game you're like oh it's gonna be so much better it's it's on a 360 now and ps3 it's gonna have much better graphics and all that and it was just a flaming turd
0: did you guys know that there was an avatar video game not I, last airbender but yeah, James Cameron's avatar. People, yeah. I, did not I did know blue that. people avatar i have
2: never played it I'm going to, but I have
0: heard things I have heard horrible, <laughs> horrible things about yes. that. Uh, King Kong the Peter Jackson film version yeah. of the film had a game adaptation. That was a great game well, I see, never played
1: it, but it I heard it was, was. good, actually Really? Yeah, I heard it was really
0: good, good. It's. Uh, I heard that people only played it because it was an easy uh, 100% achievement game th- That it was and, <laughs> but it was a really ga- great
2: game. Who's the guy that did Beyond Good and Evil? Is that Michael Ansel or something like that. I don't. It was a, a French guy from Ubisoft, yeah. and he was like I, because I remember when King Kong the game was coming out. It's back when I would watch like video game making and all that. Like Peter Jackson was sitting down with him and they were talking about how they were making this game and they wanted to make it so great, just like the movie. And I remember hearing lots of good things about this guy and I'm pretty sure he was the guy that came up with Beyond Good and Evil, and so it had his name behind it. And gotcha. It is, it is a really good game. If you ever went go back and want to play something like that.
1: Yeah, I remember watching uh, streams of it back when Justin TV was still a thing. And uh, it looked fun. It was,
2: the T-Rex in that game is terrifying <laughs> when you're playing as a human.
0: Gotcha. Absolutely terrifying. Mm. Yeah. There have been a lot of remakes that have been really disappointing. Oh, yeah. A lot of remakes, remasters, reboots. Mm-hmm.
1: Cheap cash-ins. Yeah. That people, you know, that goes think with licensed
0: games as well. The yeah, cheap cashins. Any uh, children's movie or family movie TV show that they made. There was an iCarly game for the DS, I believe. <laughs> uh, they there have been pretty much any Nickelodeon show had a Nintendo mm-hmm. DS and or Nintendo Wii game. Yeah, because that was that was bargain bin like fodder for parents trying to get games for their kids on mm-hmm. the cheap.
2: Thankfully, I avoided most of those. Yeah. <laughs> All of them, I should say.
0: There was... I was really looking forward to, it as a kid, um, I remember seeing commercials, or maybe it was out of a magazine, clips of a Mighty Morphin Power Rangers video game, <laughs> not realizing that it was an SNES exclusive. Uh, someone, it was one of my aunts or uncles for Christmas, got me the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers game for the, for the Sega Genesis, because that's the console that I had. And... The, uh, the SNES one was like a 2D kind of uh, Streets of Rage kind of game where you go through a level, but it's a, a beat-em-up brawler that you fight enemies, and mm-hmm. then you go on to the next portion of the, the next screen fight mm-hmm. enemies till the boss. Uh, the uh, Sega Genesis one was uh, a two-person brawler. It was a fighting game, and I did not like fighting games outside <laughs> of Mortal Kombat 3. But it was one of those style of games. I was massively disappointed when yeah. I put in that game and realized that it was just a fighting game.
1: You know, that's, that reminds me. Uh, Mortal Kombat 4 was a disappointment.
0: I haven't played any of them they since tried 3. The,
1: they tried to the copy Soul Calibur's success with it being a 3D fighter no. where you can move around an arena. And it didn't work for Mortal Kombat. It just did not. It's good to see it back to form with like a 2D plane, you know, but with high fidelity graphics. and
0: Did you board. ever play Mortal Kombat Mythologies Sub-Zero? No,
1: but I've heard how terrible it is.
0: So that game is terrible, but it was so much different than a Mortal Kombat game. You were playing a Sub-Zero, and uh, the game kind of felt like another world, where it just had traps, and or like the classic Prince of Persia, games like that that were hard, but it put that uh, Mortal Kombat aesthetic on, onto it. And it felt yeah. like kind of like they took a bunch of stuff from the movie, like uh, environments from the movie, mm-hmm. and put it in that game. And I thought it was actually pretty cool. It's a terrible game, but I enjoyed it for some reason, even though it was extremely hard for me at the time.
1: And I've seen videos of it. It does not look like a fun game, so all more power to you. I could yes. not go back and play it now, if that means anything. <laughs> i got to ask you, Kevin, uh, which so. of the Sonic games are you most disappointed by?
0: Um, a lot of people are very disappointed by when they made Sonic the Hedgehog 4 and split it up into two episodes, and a lot of people did not like those games to begin with. Mm. I personally had a lot of fun with them. Oh, I liked okay. them. I have never enjoyed a 3D Sonic game. That yes. includes Sonic Adventure. Mm. A lot of people's favorite Sonic game is Sonic Adventure 2.
1: That was a good game. I, I really enjoyed
0: it. I can't do a 3D Sonic game, especially one that has, like, open hub worlds like that. Mm. I did enjoy Sonic Generations because it, it kind of had... The classic Sonic style and the, the the new 3D Sonic style. So I got to go back and forth between them. Like, oh, yeah, I remember playing a Sonic game like this. To, <laughs> Oh, yeah, I remember not liking a Sonic game like this. And like I've said before, I always skip past the cutscenes and everything. Yeah. But uh, Sonic Unleashed was probably the biggest disappointment of a game. Because it was the first 360 game that was not Sonic 06, which was everybody's biggest disappointment if you at all liked Sonic the Hedgehog. When they tried rebooting it, I don't. Want, I never played it, so I'm not even going to bother talking about it. But Sonic Unleashed, the graphic style was really cool. It looked really good, uh, cartoony to the level that it needed to be, mm-hmm. uh, HD to the level that it needed to be. But playing through the fast levels as the Hedgehog, worked. It actually worked really well for me. Not liking 3D Sonic, it, it they felt really good. They played really good, and they're just like the the lane version of the 3D not like you're free roaming in those levels you're yeah. running straight down a line and you got to go from lane to lane jump over enemies etc etc then they had the Warhog transformation levels that felt like god of war <laughs> after god of war was like beaten to death mm-hmm. it did not play well it was super slow it, the, the story was horrible, and I don't play Sonic games for the story <laughs> Did anyway. you ever play
1: Shadow of the Hedgehog with the guns yeah. and everything?
0: Oh, no, <laughs> no, I did not. No. <laughs> I was, would love to see you play that. That was on the GameCube, though, wasn't it? Yeah. Or was it Dreamcast? It's this, GameCube. Okay, yeah. I never had a GameCube. Mm. Never had a GameCube. So. I would love to see you play that, though. No, I think I've tried watching <laughs> a Let's Play of it just out of curiosity, and I don't think I ever could. If
1: you ever have time to look it up, like, there's a Dolphin emulator for a GameCube games? Yeah.
0: I... Yeah, I don't really care about the yeah. game Cube games. There are some Wii games that I'd like to play that I missed out on. And Sonic Colors is one of them. That game looks great. Mm. I've seen uh, videos of that game, and the music in that game is incredible. But eh, another topic for another <laughs> time.
1: Indeed, our Sonic themed episode.
0: <laughs> I was disappointed when I found out that there was a Stargate game that was being made, and then they stopped making it, and it didn't ever oh, come man, out. I forgot about that. Right? Yeah. Stargate Worlds? I don't remember the title. I think it was an MMO. They were making a Stargate MMO. Mm -hmm. And in high school, I kept saying, they need to make a Stargate MMO because they could keep (laughs) adding expansion packs and DLC. I don't think DLC was a big thing back then, but they could keep keep adding expansions and add-ons and keep charging people for new worlds and new stories and stuff. And I would play because I love it. And then it got canceled. Yep. Yeah. I'm sure it would have been terrible, but... In the same way that Star Wars Galaxies was a pretty terrible game, but I freaking loved it for the the atmosphere Mm -hmm. and the camaraderie with other players. I feel like I've been talking for a while now. Well, uh, I mean, I could just give like a bullet list
1: here.
2: Uh, (laughs) You have lots of disappointments.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, after the incredible fun game that was Resident Evil 4, uh, Resident Evil 5 promised to be this huge game that wrapped up all these loose ends involving the original trilogy, like what's going on with Albert Wesker and you know stuff like that and that turned out to be a pretty disappointing game uh Resident Evil 6 was an even bigger disappointment than Resident Evil 5 cause that game was just a huge bonfire of a mess um Uncharted 3 I've already kind of dived into that one uh a few episodes ago I don't remember which one
0: um I think it's a single player discussion
1: yeah and then Rage as well talked about that one how disappointing that was after all the hype that was leading up to it mm-hmm. um there was a couple other games that were pretty big. I remember on the original Xbox, there was Halo 2. That was a huge disappointment to me. Really? Yeah, that game's story. Not just the ending, the, the story game. The story <laughs> in particular. It, it ended on a cliffhanger, of like the worst cliffhanger yeah. of all time. And I did not want to play as Arbiter at all. I didn't know why that was even a thing.
0: I, there were probably a lot of people that did want to play as somebody that wasn't Master I Chief. I mean,
1: as a fan of Halo though, yeah. back then, like, did any of us think we wanted to play as a, you know, an elite? I didn't Covenant? until they
2: had me play, and then I was like, "This is cool." I seeing just, the other side of the story.
1: I don't know. It didn't do anything for me. <clears throat> I, I just wanted to see Master Chief. You know, at least finish the fight, but we had to wait another
0: how many years? Four years? Three years? Eight. To finish that. What was the name of that, I think it was a PlayStation 3 game, I could be wrong, could have been PS4, that was also tied into a sci-fi show? Oh, Defiance? Defiant, (sighs) Defiance? Something like that? I have no idea. I know
2: what you're talking about, but yeah.
0: They claimed that the decisions that people made in the game would, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Influence mm-hmm. The TV show I
2: remember that being a big thing it's yeah. like
0: Defiance Or something like that I can't remember exactly I have no yeah. idea
2: I think the show's still on
0: I think the show's still <laughs> on But nobody played the game Yeah <laughs> uh, Secret World Was another Kind of disappointing game I didn't expect A whole lot out of it From an MMO I think I don't remember Who made that game It went free to play Pretty quickly
1: I always thought That one looked Kind of interesting It but... did
0: look A lot more interesting Than it actually played mm. It was It was fun uh, APB is another one that was oh, man, like, that, really hyped up, that and was bad, yeah. then it ended up being a a bad game that got uh, kicked to another developer, and then they made it free to play and built <laughs> it from there. Does anyone
1: remember Brink?
0: Oh my goodness, that is a <laughs> great example of a disappointing game.
1: <laughs> yep, it was a like multiplayer only shooter. Uh huh. On Xbox 360. And it was being super hyped up, Mm -hmm. and it turned out to be terrible. Yeah, there's that one.
0: Bulletstorm was a really good game that a lot of people disliked. That was disappointing that a lot of people disliked it. I don't
1: know why it got such
0: hate. I don't either. It was a fun game. I know why the the remaster was getting a lot of hate the way Gearbox was promoting it through G2A.
1: Duke Nukem Forever. (laughs) I mean, granted, it was in development hell for a decade. Almost
0: any of the Duke Nukem games after Duke Nukem 3D have been a massive disappointment, but yeah, that one takes the cake.
1: I mean, the amount of, like, not hype, but anticipation for it was, you know, like anything else in gaming, like, there's been long waits for stuff. We're still waiting for Half-Life 3, but that's not happening anymore. Yeah. That's a huge disappointment.
0: Eh, I'm good with it.
1: I mean, it ended on that cliffhanger in episode two, and yeah, it but
0: it's been so it. long now that I don't really care. Oh
1: man, I can't believe it's going to be 15 years next year.
0: <laughs> so the moral of the story is Gearbox is a disappointment.
1: Well, outside of Borderlands, yeah, because I, I actually do enjoy the Borderlands
0: franchise. I enjoyed the first one, and I really enjoyed Tales from the Borderlands, but that wasn't Gearbox that made that. So See,
2: I really wish you guys had played the Brothers in Arms series because it was
0: before any
1: of those. I'm games. sure those were good games. <laughs> yeah,
0: but and they were. They don't know how to make a good game anymore. It seems. I.
1: It does bring me to another one, uh, Medal of Honor, as a franchise. The
0: remaster, yeah. or the reboot, the reboot the re- of Medal of yeah, Honor. Yeah, like
1: back in two thousand ten or eleven, I think.
0: I never played it, so I can't speak for it entirely. Yeah. But it looked like a a Call of Duty ripoff. Mm-hmm. Be a massive disappointment of a first person shooter, especially the PC port, which I had seen that there was a lot <laughs> yeah. of crap wrong with that PC port.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, I loved the original Medal of Honor games on PS2. Oh yeah, they were fun.
0: I played them on PC, but yeah, yeah. those were fantastic games cuz the first one came out before Call of Duty. So it was like the first-person uh, World War 2 game before Call of Duty, before Battlefield 1942. It was it was the one.
2: And they were able to say Steven Spielberg had a hand in it.
0: Is that right? right? I don't mm-hmm. remember
2: I don't remember that. Yeah. Huh.
0: Interesting. I remember that.
1: Yeah, that was, those are good games. I remember, uh, of course, the one that was the World War Two one. Yeah. I don't remember the subtitles for them, but I remember the Pearl Harbor one, the Japanese one, was kind of eh.
0: Rising Sun, I think? Yeah, that might be it. I think that That's one was, true. was that one a console exclusive? I don't remember. I think that one might have been a console exclusive, because I vaguely remember trying it on the original Xbox.
1: Possibly. But this was before Call of Duty blew up, so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of hard to remember games that have been overshadowed by yeah. such Call of Duty 3 was series. a disappointment
0: to me. I didn't like Call of Duty 3. Yeah. Because that's when they went
2: back to the different
0: developer, yep. when they handed off. Yeah. One I and remember and being disappointed by that, too. 1, 2, and 4 were fantastic games. Yeah. That they were. It's like uh, Assassin's Creed, 1, 2, and 4. <laughs>
1: This is uh, another good segue. Uh, SOCOM 3 was a huge disappointment.
0: I think you talked quite a bit about that.
1: Because basically they went to these bigger maps with vehicles, and it did not work for SOCOM. Because the vehicles were just controlled like ass. Let's
0: say if I gave you guys one final choice to give me one last disappointing game, what would that be? I got this, and I can start off.
1: Okay, I might come to it.
0: I will start off with Grand Theft Auto 4. <laughs> that game was a massive disappointment on so many levels to me. I mm-hmm. love GTA 3. I didn't play as much of Vice City as I would have liked. I loved San Andreas, and I waited to buy... No, I bought GTA 4 the day it came out. I think I pre-ordered that. Mm-hmm. But I didn't play it until The Lost and the Damned came out, because I was by that time I was super into Sons of Anarchy by the time i got around to playing it this is years later um i got super into sons of anarchy and i loved that show i'm like i could see grand theft auto with uh sons of anarchy kind of vibe to it and no that the the game was horrible the main game was horrible it it felt slow everything about it was slow the story was slow the guns were slow the walking movement was slow the driving felt really bad you know i look back
1: on Grand Theft Auto 4, I remember at the time I don't necessarily remember enjoying it but I feel like if I were to go back and play it now, I'd probably appreciate it more for how uh, revolutionary it was at the time because for me, Grand Theft Auto 5 was
0: disappointing. GTA 5 was disappointing to me too, but after I knew what to expect with that.
1: I mean, after the PS2 era you know, you hop into Xbox 360 and PS3 with Grand Theft Auto 4 I mean, it was a huge game at the time. But I just remember it not sticking. It was a the, large
0: game with pretty graphics. That's all it was to me.
1: Like 2010, you had Red Dead Redemption. That was a much better oh my God. next generation game for yeah. Rockstar at the time. Yeah. And even LA Noir was really good.
0: That was a fun game. For, I really for enjoyed one that. playthrough, that was a good game. You know, one I never
1: I never understood why people disliked that game so much. Like I loved what Team Bondi did for that.
0: The story was good. The characters were super well-written. Mm-hmm. The gameplay, it left a little to be desired. It was pretty easy.
1: I mean, I understand the critique of, you know, in this huge open world, you can't really do anything in right. it. It was pretty empty, yeah. I mean, I get that. But at the same time, it was a great backdrop for the story. And I really enjoyed it for that aspect.
0: The Scarface game was another good disappointment. I never played that. I uh, heard there was
2: an FU button, though.
0: Yeah, probably.
2: Like one of the directional pads? You'd press it and he would...
0: Probably sounds about right. Yeah. It was one that I had Gamefly and played for a little bit. It was fun for the first 15 minutes, and then it was just like, oh, that's GTA. Okay, cool. I remember
1: Gamefly. I mean, I could uh, talk about Dead Space 3 some more, <laughs> but uh, I'm sure you guys would not want me to talk about it
0: was Just that. Cause 3, uh, Jedi Outcast, not Jedi Outcast, Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy was a disappointment to me after the fantastic game that was Jedi Outcast. Uh, I could probably go on with Star Wars games for a while. Empire at War was, was fun for a minute, but wasn't as great as I was expecting it to be with the space battles mixed in with the ground battles. It was a very cool concept, just didn't expand enough on it. Yeah, we could go on forever, but uh, I do have something that isn't a disappointment, is this podcast is now on iTunes. We're on Google Play. We're on TuneIn. Our Stitcher link is not working, but they said they accepted it, so I'm not sure what's going on there. More to follow. But we're we're getting all over the place. I'm very happy about that. That is not a disappointment. We're also on Twitter. We really thrive on feedback. If you guys have any input on this discussion, (laughs) any discussion that we've had, or just want to say hi, or virtually kick us, whatever you want, Uh, Get a hold of us on Twitter, at PushingButtonsP. Feel free to send me an email, Kevin at PushingButtonsPodcast.com. Pretty soon Kyle and Robert will also have emails. You can talk to them personally as well via those.
2: Comment on the YouTube video also.
0: Yeah, make sure. And there will be at some point still some other videos coming to the YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. At some point we're going to be streaming on Twitch. We just got to get our schedules aligned for that. But for now, thank you very much for listening. I hope you haven't been too disappointed by the list of disappointing games with us being disappointed in general. <laughs> it's a little bit more of a, of a somber episode, but there was some excitement in how disappointed we've been getting.
1: Helps us <laughs> reflect on our past experiences. Yeah, it's always yeah. good to
0: drudge up the past.
1: And to look forward to the future and hopefully not have more disappointments in
0: life. Yeah. yeah until next time, thanks for listening.
1: See you next time. Take care.
0: Thanks. Love you.